Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. This is show number 44, released on August 27, 2008. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me is Neil Bailey. Hey, Neil. Hey, Steve! Oh my God, it's the end of the world! The Superman movie has changed! Oh, there's panic in the street and fire and death and explosions! No, wait. Wait. Everything's okay. Yeah, it's just a movie. As your just uh, a movie. Yeah, as, yes, that's what you like. To say. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, that's what we're going to be talking about in this issue of uh, Radio KAL. Obviously, that's the top, the hot topic at the moment is the fact that Warner Brothers have uh, announced that uh, they're reintroducing is the word they've they use. They didn't actually use the word reboot, but they're reintroducing Superman to the movie franchise, to the movie world. You know. Uh, which basically means they're redoing it, they're starting again. Um, what that means, we don't know. We don't know whether Brian Singer is still involved. We don't know if Brandon Routh is still involved. We don't know if any of the other cast are still involved. Uh, we don't know what it means exactly. All we know that it is, means that they're reintroducing Superman. So, uh, what's your take on it? Well, I think they need to get Tim Burton in the black suit back. I don't know about you. And I like the idea of the Jay Gay, Jimmy Olsen, and um, I was thinking we could make Lex Luthor or Kryptonian. Actually, honestly, honestly, and this is going to sound horrible, being a guy representing the Superman homepage, but I'm kind of apathetic. There's been so much news that's been up and down and left and right. I just really, I'm kind of like, eh, you know? I'm, I'm at the point right now where I don't feel like taking a side or thinking about it because I see how self-destructive it's been to so many people. And I just want to sit here and kind of like, wait for the movie, because I don't feel like there's very much I can do about it, let it happen, and then commentate on it then. It's like uh, we, we covered every step of the way last time, and it was just agonizing and heartbreaking to see us uh, get a movie happening and then have it disappear again and again and again and again and change. And it's They're, they're really... I, I think the only thing that I think about it is that they're really abusing the Superman property in terms of movies. They're never... They, they don't have a very straight line. They don't have anything that they're trying to do with it that's very you know, understandable, enjoyable. It it baffles everybody. There's not a single person that can keep it straight, including us. Yeah, well, it is uh, it is a bit baffling. Um, I can understand why they've decided to, you know, uh, start from scratch. Uh, I think Superman Returns was a great film. I enjoyed it immensely. It wasn't perfect, and we've been pretty vocal in uh, our assessment of the movie and what we didn't, didn't like about the movie. Um... I was worried about where a sequel to that movie would go. I didn't want to see the kid uh, expanded on. Um, I'd rather forget about the kid altogether. But yeah. um, and I guess we'll, that'll happen now uh, with a, a reboot. Um, things that uh, I will be disappointed with is uh, if Brandon Routh doesn't get to reprise his role. I thought that uh, you know they did an extensive search. Uh, casting for the role of Superman Clark Kent and um, you know after an exhaustive search they found found Brandon who uh, you know some people said was a trying you know like a clone or a carbon copy of Christopher Reeve and I I think that's uh, doing him a disservice uh, I think Brandon uh, was doing what he was asked to do and that was to uh, you know basically following Christopher Reeve's footsteps because the movie itself was following in the footsteps of the Christopher Reeve films. Um, so, in that regard, I don't blame Brandon for the faults of Superman Returns. I think that he was one shining light from that film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't 
mind seeing, uh, you know, some of the other cast members uh, return, but there are some members that I wouldn't like to see back. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Kate Bosworth as Lois. <laughs> Kate Bosworth! <laughs> yeah, with you. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's... I think, it, you know, in some regards, it's a, it's a great move to, to, you know, kind of wipe the slate clean. Um, but on the, on the other hand, there are certain aspects of Superman Returns that I would like them to keep or to stay in um, in line with. Uh, I thought Metropolis looked fantastic. I thought the uh, the the decor and the the uh, the fashion and and the setting were, were uh, exactly what Superman movies should look like. Um, but you know, obviously there were certain aspects of the story of Superman Returns that felt fell flat and uh, weren't to everybody's liking and. You know, uh, I'm a bit concerned about some of the comments that have been made uh, from that article from the Wall Street Journal, where uh, it was said that they want to make a, you know, Superman darker. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, that's just what I was about to say. I think that what we need to do is make Superman more evil, because it wasn't enough to give him a bastard child. We must make him evil. Um, next thing we have to do is make his hair a lot longer, and let's make the suit purple. Reminds me of this anecdote I heard about a guy who wrote a screenplay for the uh, Green Lantern movie, and the guy said, oh, it's a great screenplay, but can you do it without the ring? Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, yeah, okay, all right, uh. um, Yeah, Superman does not need to be evil or dark. I think what the guy was trying to get at is that he wants the seriousness that was in the Batman movie. Yeah. Um, that seriousness was there in Superman Returns. It was just a lot more melancholy. Um, I think what he's trying to say, and, and what I think people are misinterpreting, is he's saying, I want the next movie next movie to um, to make money. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> like, and I just saw Batman makes money, so I'm going to make him like Batman. Because that's the way that the suits think. They think, oh, hey, Catwoman failed miserably in the box office, so that must mean people don't like chick superheroes. Yeah. But, you know, it's just it's the suit mentality. Um, everybody is, though, very very much so making mountains out of molehills about the comments. They're like, uh, he didn't say reboot, he said reintroduce, so that means they're going to do a sequel to Superman Returns! Or like, <laughs> oh, he said that they're going to reboot it, so that means Tom Welling is Superman, you know? Um, I would urge everybody to just um, not try and speculate too much on the comments and realize that they were said kind of offhand by a guy who runs a major corporation, so it's like, he probably wasn't thinking about it too much. He, he, he probably got the go-ahead for the reboot and was like, hey, uh, okay, I'm going to make some comments to the press. Here go, guys. Okay, yeah, we're going to redo this thing. Um, I don't think it's... I, I, I noticed, like, 300 comments. That baffled <laughs> me. That just baffled the hell out of me, because I'm sitting here thinking, wow, all these people... And, and what it is is they pick it up, and they say, Dear WB, keep Ruth, or Dear WB, thank you for getting rid of Ruth, or Ralph, you know? And um, they, they, they think that it's kind of like a magic tunnel machine to the WB and that they're actually listening. Me, I'm kind of sitting back here a little bit disillusioned, thinking, oh, man, uh, you know, WB are obviously not listening to us in a lot of ways. Otherwise, they wouldn't be sending guys out to make comments like Evil Superman um, or making, you know, like, movies that are trying to seek to be darker. Um I think uh, if we are patient and if we don't take things too seriously, we'll have a heck of a lot more fun than we did with Superman Returns. And that's my goal, and I hope you guys all share it um, out there in Superman homepage land because um, I've noticed a lot of people get hung up and want to kill each other and hate each other and end up getting bandanated over offhand comments made by executives. Don't let them ruin your day. Don't let them ruin your character. Ultimately, the movie is just a movie. Yeah. Uh 
what we have to realise, and uh, if we learn anything from Superman Returns and the, and the whole process leading up to and after Superman Returns, is that you're never going to satisfy every single Superman fan and every single iota of idealism that they have about Superman. Superman is is uh, is like um, well, I don't want to use a, an analogy because people always use you know see Superman as a Christ figure, but it's like God. Everyone has a different ideal of what God is. And the same with Superman, same with any character uh, that's a fictional character. Everybody has their own ideal of what they imagine he would look like, what he should be like, and you're never going to satisfy everybody's needs in, in, a, in a movie. Heck, you're not even going to satisfy 10% of the people completely with this kind of thing. I have not seen a single person who's like, yes, everything about Superman Returns was perfect. Now, you know, like, two days from now when we put this out on the web, I'm going to get an email that says, I thought Superman was 100% perfect and you need to die in a fire. But generally speaking, yeah, it, it's impossible to please people with the the first and the most popular superhero of all time. It's just not going to happen. So they're focusing on the money as opposed to telling a good story. I, I don't know. I mean, even the Dark, I, even the Dark Knight, which is being universally praised and has broken box office records and is second in all time behind uh, the Titanic in the, you know in box office takings, um, obviously still has its critics. There are people out there who go, "Oh, I don't like the fact that the Joker's smile was you know cuts to his cheeks," or "I didn't like uh, Christian Bale's voice as the Batman." No matter what you do, there's always going to be people who are going to pick apart certain parts of the movie. So there's never going to be a perfect movie for everybody. So that's what I found. Sorry, a lot of it is. Oh no, I was gonna say, yeah, a lot of it is just like, um, like the people who attack Dark Knight, especially. It's it, it was uh, very much a bunch of people who were very or were kind of looking for attention by trying to. Because I can see it as a reviewer, the people who were attacking it, and I noticed a lot of the same thing about the people that were very critical of Superman Returns. A lot of them didn't like it necessarily. Um, but a lot of them were out there just to kind of raise hell, and, and it becomes kind of a message board thing. And I've noticed that self-destructive attitude when it comes towards movies, even more so than comic books. It's like you get a group of people together, and you get a piece of media, and they spend all their time focusing on this piece of media and trying to pick each other apart. Like, oh, you like Star Wars? You suck. Oh, you like Lord of the Rings? You suck. It's been around for ten years now, and it just continually baffles me. You know? I, I, I don't get where it comes from. Well, okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We've discussed. Oh, yes. We've discussed it as much as we're going to at this point in time. There isn't really anything out there except the fact that there's that one Wall Street uh, Journal article that's you know said that they're going to be reintroducing uh, Superman to the film. So um, it's all speculation at this point in time. We are digging. We are getting people's feedback. In uh, we're asking questions of Superman identities of past films and comic book writers and just get their points of view until. You know, we get some actual further information from Warner Brothers as to what they're doing. There's lots of speculation. There will be lots of uh, rumours uh, circulating that will contradict each other. Is Brian Singer still involved? Is he not involved? Is there a script? Is there not a script? It's all still coming out in the wash. So let's just uh, hold our uh, hold our tongues for the time being. And uh, yeah, it's fun to speculate, but let's not get too riled up about everything. Sounds good. Okay, well, let's move into another thing that gets you riled up. Uh, Smallville. <laughs> yeah, Smallville is coming back. Yeah. Season 8 uh, premieres in the US on September 18th, still in the Thursday time slot that it uh, has been for a while now. And uh, 
one of the things we haven't discussed about Smallville, we've discussed Tess Merson, we've discussed Doomsday, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Davis Bloom, and uh, we haven't discussed Maxima. Yes, Maxima! The... <laughs> the species of Superman, you know, the girl goes, You are a big, beautiful man, you will have my children for me. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be. I don't know what no, the bad was, feeling I didn't about. know she was Russian, I thought she was from Almorak. Oh, yes, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Almorak, the accent kills you. No, I don't know, alright, I'm blowing this here. But yeah, no, I, I, I just was trying to think of the. Like, I picture it like this giant, brooding hulk of a woman. You know, I always pictured with, her with kind of like a almost a doctor girlfriend type of voice. I don't know, yeah, maybe I'm crazy here, but like, Superman, you will bear my children! You know, that's how I always pictured her. <laughs> Fair enough. I hope, well, I the, hope uh, she's the a act- little. Yeah, the actress who's being cast in the role <laughs> does not look like that, but. Um... No, 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 maybe not. Maybe no, I that voice. I don't know. It could be pretty neat, actually. I don't know. She's she, you know, another character that's obviously in the far flung future for Superman that they bring in earlier, you know. But uh, she, there's a lot of potential there. I'm I'm hoping it doesn't turn into the uh, the kind of typical story that Smallville ends up doing, where she comes in the door dressed in a bikini and says, "I will have you," you know, or uh, let's see, uh, I don't know, whatever she would say. But you know, like like that. I hope they don't go straight for the. Um, because that's the the character kitsch about uh, about Maxima is that obviously she wants to be with Clark if you'll take my obliqueness there and 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 I hope they don't just go with that angle I hope they go with like Clark actually trying to deal with the fact that people are going to idolize him for who he is and want to take something from him and then maybe you can get a little of the uh, they all want a piece of me thing you know yeah yeah well uh, she's only going to be in the uh, show for one episode I believe. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be more than that, but I think it's only one episode. And uh, speaking of uh, one episode uh, appearances, uh, Kara, Supergirl, will be back for one episode in Season 8 to uh, tie up the loose ends to her story from Season 7. How do you feel about that? Well, unless it's the Phantom Zone breaks open, she drops to Earth and says, Okay, Clark, let's learn how to fly. I don't think it's going to end very well or with very much closure at all. Okay, well, uh, I hear rumors that it might be she might be involved in the uh, Jeff Johns episode, uh, but I don't know if that's been confirmed or if that's just rumor. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. That'd be nice. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of which, I'm really looking forward to that Jeff Johns uh, episode. I mean, I think it, that could be what makes season eight. That could be the big one, the justice for me. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see how he brings in the Legion of Superheroes to Smallville in season eight when that comes about. Uh, speaking of Smallville, still the season seven DVD is released a week before the premiere of season eight uh, on September 9th. And uh, I was just uh, noticing if uh, you've been visiting the website, you'll have seen the clip from the Jimmy Olsen featurette that appears on the Season 7 DVD box set. And it actually looks quite uh, interesting to see uh, four actors who've played Jimmy Olsen, obviously Aaron Ashmore from Smallville at the moment, and uh, Sam Huntington from Superman Returns, Mark McClure from the Superman movies, and, of course, Jack Larson, who played Jimmy Olsen in the 1950s Adventures of Superman TV series. And the four of them sitting around on couches having a chat about how they got their roles and what Jimmy Olsen means to them. Uh, It was quite fascinating. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I saw that clip, and I was just really geared up for it. I haven't been really like, whoa, wow, I can't wait to see that about a... uh 
Smallville DVD feature had since last year with the was it Green Arrow last year? I'm, I'm my yeah. my memory's spacing on me, but yeah, like um, the, the the little featurettes are what make the whole set honestly. Because I mean, I've seen each episode to death, and yeah. and that just looks it looks like one of my favorites so far. Even if Jimmy is not really floating my boat incredibly on Smallville, that featurette alone looks like it'll justify the price of the purchase. So. Exactly, which is uh, very rare that you get to see these kind of things with actors who have portrayed the character throughout. Uh, you know, the, the history of Superman appearing together in the one place, and uh, if not for these featurettes on these DVDs, uh, we wouldn't get to see these kind of things. So it would be nice to see if they do one with uh, Lois Lane, because uh, obviously, uh, you know, we've got uh, Noel Neal with us still, and we've got uh, Erica Durant on Smallville, and, you know, I don't know if they could get uh, Terry Hatcher and... Um, and Dana Delaney. Yeah, <laughs> the animated series, and... Uh, even um, some of the other actors. I mean, Margot Kidder, you know. Although she uh, Anne Heche, right? Was it Anne Heche? Uh, uh, who am I thinking yeah, of? she did uh, the voice for Superman Doomsday. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Although I think that would be a weird combination. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Margot Kidder may have, may have burnt some bridges with the Smallville people after her outspokenness uh, uh, <laughs> about the way... Uh, the character was dealt with, but... Um, uh, anyway. the, the featurette would have a planter with two little legs sticking up outside of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's move into the comic books um, and discuss New Krypton. Uh, you were outspoken in one of your rants on the Speeding Bulletin video in your Bailey Planet sec- segment uh, about, uh, you know, the whole idea of bringing thousands of Kryptonians to Earth, uh, diluting Superman's uniqueness as the last son of Krypton. Uh, did you want to expand on any of that? Sure. Yeah, actually, I was talking to my buddy Mike Kelly, who you met in uh, Metropolis yep. with yep. me today, about the uh, Silver Age versus the uh, Modern Age, and what, what what's good about that and what's bad about that. Because a lot of people, in, and in my own reviews too, a lot of people have been crying like, uh, they're bringing back the Silver Age, they're bringing back the Silver Age, like it's the uh, worst thing ever. And in certain ways it is. The attitude in the Silver Age was, oh, okay, let's just have a flighty little story, a full page no- or a full novel in one 30-page swath and with very little characterization. But a lot of the fun elements about what Superman that we enjoy, you know, your crypto, your uh, expansion of kryptonite, a lot of the cool little things about the legacy are in there. But anyway, to bring it around to the new Krypton... Um, I, I was looking at it, and you have what what Buziak does, which just have that kind of old Holly G attitude, you know, without yeah. very with very little character. And then you've got what Jeff Johns does, which is kind of like it takes these elements, like what he just did with Coco and Brainiac, and turns them into a giant monkey that fits right into continuity. And he explains away all the old Brainiacs, including the Silver Age Brainiac, and brings it to a new modern context. Um, so I think if you bring in in the Silver Age, that works really well. I think if anybody can bring in Kryptonians without diluting the uniqueness of Superman, it would be Jeff Johns, and I've gotten more optimistic about it as I think about it. Um, and if anyone can handle a whole buttload of characters, as you, you can tell if you've been reading JSA, it's Jeff Johns. Um, my worry is not even this storyline. I was thinking about it, and, and it's not the storyline. It's what might happen after this storyline. So Jeff Johns finishes his run, and there's a bajillion Kryptonians out there somewhere, and then what are they going to do with it? They're, they're going to go back to LCD in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, well, And that's part of the problem. I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I would be worried if it was you know 2010 and Jeff Johns was about to leave the Superman comics and leave it with all these Kryptonians around, but obviously he's he's got his stories uh, lined up f- through till 2010, and this is here we are towards the end of 2008, and you know this whole Kryptonians 
uh, new Krypton thing will obviously be tied up throughout Jeff's run over the next two years. Yeah, and, I, and hopefully that they, it will reach its natural conclusion, and I trust Jeff. I honestly do. Um, yeah, I, I just... A lot of it is like I'm looking at the Superman line right now, and a lot of it rests on the shoulders of Jeff Johns, you know? So if he falters, or and and we got James Robinson just coming in hoping to prove himself, but I haven't seen too much there that's making me go like, wow, this is another Jeff Johns, you know? It's making me say, okay, this might be a good run, but um, I don't know. I've had a hard time lately, um, other than Jeff Johns, really jumping into the Superman comic books, and that's my first love. So I've, I've gotten skeptical and cynical, and it's very easy to do with things like Trinity out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, yeah, Jeff Johns is probably the linchpin of what's keeping the Superman titles together with uh, James Robinson, and then we've got Supergirl coming in uh, with that title tying in. Yeah! I think it's going to be That looks red. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually gonna pick up Supergirl again. It's gonna be for the first time since Lil. I, I that like uh, I for, I forget who said it. Someone said it in the comic books. But look, Jeff Johns finished fix Supergirl in three pages. It's true. <laughs> and if they pick that up and they give her Cat Grant and they give her Lana Lang and they give her a group of supporting people and make it a strong girl comic book, holy crap, that could be great. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, it's it seems like there's a bit more of cohesiveness there in the Superman world where at the moment or before uh, Jeff Johns and, and uh, James Robinson and, uh, and brought this all together, uh, we seem to be just like floating around in in, a, in abyss, uh, you know, with uh, no more other titles to tie into. And uh, All Star Superman, God knows when issue number twelve is going to be released. And twenty ten, twenty ten. Mark my words, <laughs> the pool has started. It's twenty ten. Well, uh, I just noticed that the trade paperback volume one of All Star Superman has been released. Uh, so uh, there's something to tide you over if you want to look back at the uh, the start <laughs> of uh, All Star Superman. But uh, well, that was like the early '90s, right? Early '90s, '92, '93. I remember those days. It feels like it, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I learned to read on those comics. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, there's one issue to go, and uh, we're all just hanging out for that final issue of All Star Superman to see where uh, Grant Morrison uh, has taken us in this roller coaster ride. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a Monty Python. He's like, you can find the Grail at Castle. Ah, and then Frank Whiteley's pen's just gonna skew off the page, and it's gonna be the end of the book. You know, it's like he died before he finished it. Where do we go? Yeah. And then the cops come in and tell everybody up. But anyway, well, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move into the big question segment of the show? Oh, I, I think I've babbled quite enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, last month. We uh, we asked what you thought of the Legion of Superheroes being introduced into Smallville in season eight of the TV series. So, uh, without any further ado, let's hear the big question segment of the show. Let's start with the big question. All right, John wrote in saying, I don't watch the show anymore, but if John's is doing the Legion story, I might watch it just to see his take on them. I trust him more to keep the Legion, the, keep the Legion, the Legion more than I would the regular writers of the show. So we'll see. Yep. True. Uh, thanks, John. And the only other response we received to the big question segment last month was uh, by Dave Lewis, who wrote, Hi, guys. In response to your question, I think the Legion of Superheroes would be cool if they do it right. Since Jeff Johns is writing it, I have little faith that it will be done well. I have a little faith that it will be done well. In my <laughs> opinion, Jeff Johns is DC's answer to Stan Lee. 
But since Smallville dropped the ball when they brought in Lois Lane and the other moronic ideas they, th- they threw at us, you never know what will happen. I hope I won't walk away from this episode mad like I do with so many others. <laughs> I can't picture uh, Jeff Johns in those aviator sunglasses, though. That'd be kind of weird. With a moustache? No, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a Photoshop job somewhere there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Dave, and thanks, John, for your responses to the big question segment. Uh, we have a new big question. Uh, what is it this month, Neil? Well, let's see. Uh, we should go with, I think, Minouche about Ambush, but actually, no, let's go with, how do you feel about Warner Brothers deciding to reboot the Superman film franchise? You know, that's not really obvious, is it? <laughs> is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Do you want a complete new cast, or should they keep certain actors? Let us know what you're thinking, and I'm sure we're only going to get two responses, right, Steve? Yeah, it's not a topic that I think is very close to uh, many Superman fans' hearts. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody really cares. Yeah, Just, you know, exactly. like... Yeah. All right, well, uh, as we introduced last month, the new segment of the show is Bailey's Bookshelf with uh, Michael, yeah, Michael Bailey, and uh, here he is again reviewing another trade paperback. Go, Michael! Hey, all and welcome to the second installment of Bailey's Bookshelf here at Radio KAL. This is the part of the show where I, Michael Bailey, which is why it's called Bailey's Bookshelf, Walk over to the bookcase of steel, pick a trade out, and tell you why you should read it. This month I went to the Elseworlds section of the shelf and picked out Superman and Batman Generations, an imaginary tale. Just kind of a mouthful to say. But, oh well. This series was originally published in early 1999 as a four-issue Elseworlds prestige format miniseries and was written, penciled, inked, and even lettered by John Byrne with colors by, and I completely apologize because I'm about to butcher this last name, Trish Mulville Hill, and it's flat out my favorite Elseworlds story for both Batman and Superman. Byrne's concept was simple. Begin with Superman and Batman's career in 1938 and 1939, respectively, and have their lives and the lives of their supporting cast and fellow heroes, along with the villains, unfold in real time. Characters change, age, retire, and even die, sometimes in dramatic and surprising ways. Each issue had two chapters, and with the exception of the final section, they were split into ten-year increments. The first chapter took place in 1939 and saw Batman and Superman meet for the first time at the World's Fair. The second chapter was in 1949 and dealt with Lois Lane being kidnapped by the Joker and Lex Luthor, and so on from there. Byrne purposefully mimicked the style in which the comics were done in the air as he set the chapters in, while still retaining an overall sense of character and story. Unlike Alan Moore's work on Supreme, where the art and writing would literally turn into the style of the 50s or 60s, Byrne would slightly alter his art to show the character's age and such, but it had a consistent feeling that made the story go down smoother. Despite the decades between chapters, there is an overall story to be told, and it plays out well. Byrne did a fantastic job making me care about these characters, and obviously put some thought into the world he was crafting. The story of Lois and Clark's children, the progeny of the Batman, and how those families intersected, gave the series a life of its own and made me really care about the world they were in. 
And there were some fun points, too. The identity of Bruce Wayne's wife is never revealed, and to my knowledge, it never has been. Uh, the 1959 chapter in particular also had a Mr. Mixia's Pitalik Batmite team up, which is always a hoot. Anything was possible in this world, and even when it contradicted itself, like the never-told tale in the final chapter, it was a solid read from beginning to end. I cannot recommend this book enough. I wasn't kidding when I said it was my favorite Elseworlds story. In fact, if, if you really want to have an interesting reading experience, buy this trade and the second one, and then read them in chronological order. I've done this twice now, and it really expands the world. Part of me wishes that DC would publish a trade putting the stories in that order, but I don't know if anyone besides me would buy it. Well, that's it for this month. Before I go, I want to invite any and all of you to write in to me or Steve and tell us what trades you would like to hear us talk about. We're always open to suggestions on that score, and I hope you find this section entertaining and maybe even a little bit informative. And now, back to Stephen Neal. Thanks, Michael. Excellent segment. Let's uh, move on with uh, the and something that if, if you haven't been uh, looking into or listening into, it's the uh, Last Son of Krypton and Lost Daughter of Krypton audio dramas from Pendant Productions, and here's the latest trailers for the uh, current episodes. Jimmy looks for something more. Uh, Jimmy? Something on your mind? Mind? What mind? What makes you think something's on my mind? The inmates are running the asylum. You, sir, are the ruler of this most scary and befired and sizzling fry planet, full of beasties and technologies and scary ladies who whip and punch and kick and bite. Oh, yes, they bite. Well, yes, there is that. Where's the fun? Have you ever tried squirting Dassault in the face with acid? Only does is thank you for it, Apple. Oh, <laughs> yes. Quite right, Emperor Joker, sir. Oh, most almighty and high lord of apocalypse. And Clark must confront his actions. Boss, I... I killed Blacks. That's not... You couldn't have... Killed Lex Luthor. Season 4 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, begins in issue 44 on August 27, 2008, at Kara returns to the double life she left behind. Hey, look who's finally back. You should have called me. I'm sorry. I was on a different planet, okay? But not everything is as she left it. Relax, Dutz. I'm just here to make sure nothing happens to you. I ain't gonna let my guard down again. Metal Butt, this has met you. It's not exactly a hotbed of criminal activity. Nothing's gonna happen to me here. Oh my god, my car! You were saying about that you being safe. Something's brewing in Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, issue 16. Listen in Wednesday, August 27th at PendantAudio.com. Huh? Wonder what's going on? I don't know. It sure sounds like a story to me. 
four legs can hear this frequency, Superman. And that's you. Okay, super secret soundbite time. Last All right. Month, yeah, last month sound came from the uh, third episode of season four of Smallville, which was titled Facade. Uh, four people guessed it right, and they were Nelda Mormon, Joe Sergi, Frank Emanuel, and Stephen Holmes. That's the one with the crazy gal that wants a plastic surgery and everybody, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. That's the one. Ah, see, ah, uh, hear that clanking in my memory? Crazy. <laughs> well, uh, let's see if you can guess which sound this show come. Sorry, which show this sound comes from? They're destined to raise my child. It's important they feel secure. Well, if you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound comes from, send your entry in by clicking on the Super Secret Soundbite button found at the Radio KAL webpage, and we'll read out every person's name who correctly guesses which episode that sound came from. Good luck, guys. Okay, Superman song time. All right. What do you think you got this year, or this month? I did it again. I always do that. I always say this year. All right, what do you got this month, Steve? <laughs> well, let's see. We've got a song called Superman, funnily enough, by hey. by Bush. Ah, Bush. All right, that's the first CD I ever bought was a Bush CD in 1995. Crucified for eternal sin. Reinvent myself. My altar skin Try to break a mold Seven holes But you find your threshold Seven Breathing out your toxic levels Long slow rope is hanging Now we know what's coming Oh Superman
and that's the show for another month. All right. I, I think I haven't babbled enough. What do you think, Steve? Uh, well, I think uh, we might uh, get to the end of the show now, Neil. And uh, Oh, my gosh. Yes, oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. No, well, well uh, firstly, let's remind everyone that uh, <laughs> if you want to participate in the show, uh, you've got an idea, a topic you'd like Neil and I to discuss, uh, click on the KAL f- uh, feedback button found at the Radio KAL webpage, and Neil and I will endeavour to use those suggestions in a future show. Uh, if you have a song you'd like to suggest, maybe a trade paperback you'd like uh, Michael Bailey to review, or maybe there's a big question that you would like to suggest for a future show, uh, let us know, send in an email, and we'll, uh, we'll endeavour to use those ideas in a future show. Remember, with the big question, big question segment of the show, that you can answer that question about how you feel about the idea of a reboot by either sending in a text uh, answer via email, or you can send in an MP3 audio file that we will play is in in the show. And like I said, that's another show, Neil. Uh, thank you for your help. Thank you, Steve, and you stay classy, Maxima of Planet Russia, who listens to a monthly song every year. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. <laughs>